I'm Shelley Schlender. This is How on Earth, the KGNU Science Show. Today is Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. Coming up, can artificial intelligence combined with body cameras help restore public trust in policing? We'll talk with the developer of body cam AI. And so think of Trulio as a virtual sergeant. The city of Aurora police chief. It's going to be a coaching tool for our officers. And the Colorado American Civil Liberties Union. We've had to face a hard reality of body cams not being what we had hoped it would be. We begin with a look at some of the recent news in science. More specifically, some common assumptions and updates about the microbiome, meaning the bacteria and yeasts and other one-celled organisms that live on our skin and in our guts. For more about the changing science of the microbiome, here's How on Earth volunteer Beth Bennett. We've had numerous guests and more headlines on this show on the topic of the microbiome. A new report published in the journal Science Microbiology points out some common myths about the microbiome and the current state of the field. I'll share a few of them with you today. First, microbiome research is a new field. In fact, there's a long history of research into the microbiota of our guts. For example, the ubiquitous E. coli was identified in the late 19th century. Second, there are 10 to the 12th, a really unimaginable number of bacterial cells per gram of human feces. The actual figure is an order of magnitude less, still impressive though, typically between 10 to the 10th and 10 to the 11th microbial cells per gram of feces. For those of us that are mathematically challenged, that's about 10 to 100 billion bacterial cells. Third, the microbiota outnumbers human cells by 10 to one. Recent analyses indicate that the true figure is probably closer to a ratio of one to one and probably varies considerably from person to person. Fourth, the microbiota is inherited from mom at birth. Now, every one of us, including identical twins that are raised in the same household, has a unique microbiome. These gut bacteria seem mainly shaped by random environmental exposures, as well as diet, antibiotic therapy, and genetics, with passage from mom playing a similar supporting role. And finally, the Firmicutes bacterioidetes ratio is altered in obesity. I must admit I was swayed by early rodent research and findings based on one person. As is the case with other reports linking specific bacteria and health, reproducibility has been poor. No doubt the microbiome plays a huge role in our lives and health, but it's important to keep in mind that the science is still evolving. So take these Mythbusters also with a grain of salt. For How on Earth, the KGNU Science Show, I'm Beth Bennett. I'm Shelley Schlender. Up next, can an artificial intelligence system help a police department that has been under fire for things like excessive use of force? The chief of the Aurora Police Department hopes it can. Aurora is under a consent decree 
that started nearly two years ago. The consent decree includes a set of milestones to rebuild public trust. After being put under the consent decree two years ago, Aurora hired a new police chief, Art Acevedo. Last spring, Acevedo got approval for a new artificial intelligence system called Trulio. This AI system analyzes and flags the written transcripts of body camera footage. The Aurora Police Department is using this AI tech right now on a one-year trial basis. Acevedo has high hopes that the Trulio system will be a great training tool that improves police performance and morale and also helps rebuild public trust. Colorado's ACLU is more guarded about this new application for AI. Stay tuned. Shelley Schlender. Police-worn body cameras were supposed to reduce the incidence of police brutality and rebuild public trust. Body cams have not lived up to this. But last January, in Memphis, Tennessee, police body cams did record the traffic stop of Tyree Nichols. Damn, I didn't do anything! Hey, I didn't turn your sack All right, all right, all right, all right. These are sounds from that traffic stop. The police shout conflicting orders. They don't explain any reason for the traffic stop. They threaten Nichols, they pepper spray and taser him. At that point, Nichols escapes and runs toward his mom's house less than a mile away. He was almost there when five officers caught up. They kicked him. They beat him. They struck him with a baton. The police officers involved in that beating have been fired. Many have been charged with the murder of Tyree Nichols. As for why the supervisors of those officers did not stop the beating, body camera footage doesn't get reported to police departments in a live way. It gets downloaded after a shift ends. Well, mostly. In the case of Tyree Nichols, there was live footage from a stationary camera high up on a pole, a live camera that a staff in a control center was actually monitoring during the beating. So, did it all happen too fast for any supervisors to stop what was happening? Did the people watching the footage fail to really notice? An expert on artificial intelligence says his system, called Trulio, would have noticed what was happening during that beating and, in fact, would have noticed the problem months in advance. Trulio would have lit up that interaction like a Christmas tree. It was so unprofessional. The language being used throughout the interaction, it would have absolutely been detected. But more importantly, Trulio would have flagged those five officers many, many times before throughout their career. Anthony Tassone is the CEO of Trulio. Trulio is an artificial intelligence system that can analyze transcripts of body camera footage, then rate and flag police officer language. Tassoni says if his system had been in place in Memphis months before the traffic stop of Tyree Nichols, it could have made a difference. Watching the video and talking to my law enforcement colleagues and friends, that's not the first time those officers have used that type of language or been in that type of situation. Trulio can be an early warning system for a lot of these young officers that are coming into departments and really set the tone for 
what is required and expected behavior of an officer, what's allowed, and what is not. So why depend on artificial intelligence? Why not just have police supervisors review body camera footage themselves? The reality, Tassoni says, is that hardly any body camera footage ever gets reviewed by anyone. Ever. Yeah, shockingly low percentage. It's a fraction of 1% of videos ever get reviewed. Just to put this in context, so an officer has their shift, they'll have like 6 to 12 interactions, depending on the time of day or the neighborhood they work in. And so what we see is officers generate between 20 and 30 hours of video each month, each officer at a department. Some departments have, you know, LAPD has 7,000 officers capturing videos. The average department in the United States is 100 officers or less. It's tens of thousands of hours for even the smallest department, and it's millions of hours for major cities. And so these videos, they're not being reviewed by sergeants or command staff other than a random review to make sure that the audio quality is high and the camera was turned on and it's functioning properly. So typically what we see in a department is they'll review one video per month per officer and they'll randomly select the video. And that video can be one minute long. It could be the officer driving. There could be no civilian interactions. And so the review process in the United States right now, it's very poor. It doesn't result in any training value, any feedback loop. And so that's the problem that we're trying to solve. We believe strongly that this video is an asset it should all be processed and analyzed, just like Fortune 500 companies analyze all of their employee communications to try to figure out, are they providing good customer service? And so we really strongly think the videos are the key to improving community trust. Tessoni says policing will benefit from AI analysis of body cam footage in the same way that artificial intelligence systems have helped to monitor and improve the customer service at banks. Yes. So we came out of Wall Street. In fact, if you call Bank of America, you're going to hear like this call is being monitored for quality assurance purposes. So this idea of transcribing and analyzing employees to improve customer service, this has been around for a long time. And so um, we spent almost 10 years on Wall Street transcribing and analyzing um, various departments in the bank from sales and trading to wealth management. Uh, and so this is... Um, a common practice. This is where the technology originated from. And then it's now in more Fortune 500 companies. You, you'll hear products like IBM Watson, uh, Chorus, Gong.io. Uh, even Salesforce has their own transcription and analysis technology today. So what we're doing is new to policing, but it's about a 10-year-old technology. For police departments, Anthony Tassoni says that Trulio has been programmed like this. The data gets transcribed, and then the AI does what's called classification and labeling of the data. And so depending on what you're looking for, you might, if you're at a bank, you might try to label um, upset customer, right? Or you might try to label an employee who's using profanity, insults, threats. You might try to flag unexplained silence or... Um, so it depends on what type of insights you're looking for and the type of behavior you're trying to incentivize and create at a bank. In policing, Trulio classifies officer language as by being either professional, which we want to see formality, giving gratitude, and giving explanation. That's really the key one is giving lots of explanation. The language we don't want to see is profanity, insults, and threats. We also want to see higher uh, compliance rates. We're measuring when the officer 
is giving commands, is the civilian complying or not? And because an officer who has lots of noncompliance or high noncompliance rates, that's an ineffective officer, right? We want that officer to use his language to try to gain better compliance before non-lethal or lethal use of force needs to occur or an arrest or detainment needs to occur. That's really what we're specialized in is focusing on any non-compliance that's occurring. We want to make sure we can try to minimize that. And the way you minimize non-compliance is you increase professionalism. Tissoni says that when police use good communication styles, it often reduces the need for arrests. There's a large percentage of detainments, arrests, uses of force that can be avoided. Okay, that's what we see in the data, that if the officer is able to deploy more professional language and specifically giving explanation. Okay. And what I mean by that is here's the difference. If I were to say, excuse me, ma'am, I need you to put out the cigarette. And the reason is, is because some people try to hide alcohol in their breath. And I want to make sure that's not what you're doing this evening. That's going to be a lot more warmly received by the civilian versus put out the cigarette, which is just a command. And so that's what we're trying to promote is give a lot of explanation and explain to the civilian why you want them to do something. Tessoni says an artificial intelligence system can automatically flag examples of respectful communication and good explanations, which can help supervisors reward professionalism among their officers. He adds that AI can also flag examples of poor communication early to give more chance for better training. An officer who uses unprofessional language, if you flag that early in the officer's career, you can um, prevent that from being culture. You can check in on that officer and say, is he or she okay? What's going on with you? And just some anecdotal situations we've seen are officers go through a divorce or they had a rough call, you know, a couple calls before, and now they've used some language that indicates to us that they're burned out, pretty short with somebody, they're rude. As a sergeant, I would want to know when that happens because I want to check in with my team and make sure that if they need rest or they need a day off, that they're going to take it because I don't want any more risky behavior occurring. And I certainly don't want it to become acceptable and become culture. If you look at what happened in Memphis, those five officers, they made hundreds of decisions prior to deciding to beat a man to death on camera. Trulio would have detected that behavior early before it became quite frankly, culture. And so think of Trulio as a virtual sergeant that can help automate and improve supervision. I'm Shelley Schlender. This is How on Earth, the KGNU Science Show. Today, we're looking at a big test of artificial intelligence that's in the middle of a one-year trial in Colorado's City of Aurora Police Department. Aurora is under a government-mandated consent decree that requires the department to draft new policies and procedures in areas where they've gotten failing marks for bias in policing and use of force. The Trulio AI system is one of many upgrades and policy changes that the city hopes will improve the police department's performance and build public trust. The state of Colorado is evaluating overall progress through an independent monitor, And there's more. Jeff Alpert is a world-renowned professor of criminology and criminal justice at the University of South Carolina. He's also the co-author of a recent report in the Atlantic Journal, How to Actually Fix America's Police. 
Early next year, Alpert is slated to release a report about whether Aurora's Trulio AI system has been helpful or not in improving policing and building public trust. We'll hear more about that study when it comes out early next year. In the meantime, Aurora's new police chief, Art Acevedo, predicts the system will make a difference. He says the need for this kind of AI was so important, a few years back he actually worked to develop the Trulio system as a consultant. Acevedo reports that he divested all his interest in Trulio before stepping up to be Aurora Chief of Police. Here's more from Aurora Police Chief Art Acevedo. But I'm excited because it's going to be a coaching tool for our officers so they can see where a concern may arise in terms of risky behavior or hey here's an area where you did really well where we as police executives as supervisors as leaders can help our people do better it's going to be an early intervention tool it's going to be a organizational development tool and it's going to be an accountability tool we'll be looking for those bad habits those good habits and presenting them to our officers so they can learn from them, be better. And if they don't correct their behavior, well, at some point, not everybody needs to be a police officer and they can move on with their lives. And then again, this is a one-year pilot for us to see what the value is. I'm confident because it's something I've been screaming for for a lot of years that we're going to make policing, it's going to be revolutionary. It's going to be a good thing for policing and the community. Aurora Police Chief Art Acevedo says that nationwide, hardly any body camera footage gets reviewed. We collect hundreds of millions of hours across this country of body-worn camera footage, but we analyze and review a very small portion of that. Unfortunately, unless somebody complains when our officers don't do the, the right thing, we haven't been able to effectively review body-worn camera until now. It's actually analyzing the transcription to find good de-escalation. It can find risky conduct. It's really kind of a, a report on these officers and what they're doing right and wrong. And the other piece that's very unique is that when you have an incident with multiple officers on scene, that's a dynamic incident. It, sirens are going off. Different people are yelling different things in terms of officers. Part of the uh, onboarding process, this system will actually, a vocal print of every one of our officers from the police chief on down to the newest academy graduate. And so it will tell us what officer said what, which is huge. Most of the times we do perform our duties in an admirable, professional constitutionally sound manner. The problem is we still have instances where officers do horrific things like the Memphis incident. Chief Acevedo speaks about the beating death of Tyree Nichols back in Memphis last year and how the lack of supervision was a big part of the problem. When you look at the video evidence from that horrific beating, that was not those officers first rodeo. They're pretty casual and cavalier about what they did with, with uh, Tyree Nichols. It was hard to watch. And I would venture to guess that those officers, I would hope, didn't start off their careers from day one brutalizing people. There was a progression in terms of the misconduct. And I would venture to guess that with camera analytics that this tool provides, the capability, 
Memphis would have been able to see the officers starting to go in the wrong direction. They would have been able to intervene. Uh, they would have been able to correct. But more than anything, they would have been able to identify a problem in terms of early intervention at its infancy and address the concern before it escalated into the beating of a young man that should be with us today. But what if this kind of AI doesn't just get used for improving policing? What if AI gets used to stifle freedom of speech? That's what happened last year in China. During COVID, China stepped up surveillance systems as a way to find COVID outbreaks and trace who might need to quarantine. When Chinese citizens began to view the quarantines as excessive and they began to protest, Chinese officials used the same surveillance systems to track down people who were protesting and threaten or force them into silence. Could an AI system like Trulio, in the wrong hands, be used to stifle freedom of speech? Here's Aurora Police Chief Art Acevedo. We're a nation of laws. I think the rule of law matters. That's why we tell our officers, no matter how noble the cause may be, right, the ends does not justify the means, right? We have to follow law. At the end of the day, a lot of your dangerous, violent criminals, if you don't catch them today, you'll catch them tomorrow. So do not put aside the rule of law, the Constitution, because nothing will harm our ability to keep our community safe than to take actions that diminish public trust. Trust is it. That's the key to being successful. At the American Civil Liberties Union of Colorado, senior policy strategist Anaya Robinson is more cautious. Robinson cites body cameras themselves as an example of a new technology that was supposed to reduce excessive use of force, but has not worked out that way. We've had to face a hard reality of body cams not being what we had hoped it would be in regards to decreasing instances of police brutality, killings of especially unarmed black and brown folks. It hasn't seemed to have any outcomes of deterrence that a lot of us were hoping for. The actual impact that we've seen from body cameras is them being used more frequently to prosecute civilians rather than prosecute police officers for violent and egregious behavior. 96% of body cam footage that has been used for prosecution has been used against civilians and it's only about four to six percent of that scene footage has been used to prosecute police officers. ACLU senior policy analyst Anaya Robinson adds concerns that the only group that gets to know about unpublished body camera footage is the police. Thousands and thousands of hours of that tape goes unseen, potentially forever. So unless there is a claim around police brutality or unless there is a reason for law enforcement to use it in an investigation against a civilian, that footage is never being seen. Robinson does see potential for Aurora's Trulio artificial intelligence system. And I think that's one of the things that makes Trulio seem really useful, is that it is constantly being reviewed through that software or through that technology. ACLU senior policy analyst Anaya Robinson cautions the Trulio system in the wrong hands 
could make it easier to trace civilians. The company can say, we're going to do X, Y, and Z with this tech, and that's all we're going to do. There is nothing stopping them from changing their mind on that tomorrow. And from utilizing the tech in a different way, there's also no requirements that they have to be transparent with anybody about what they are doing with it or what they're allowing the agencies they contract with to do with it. The technology has the ability to be used in that way. I wish it were different, and I think that's why it becomes so hard to look at these new pieces of technology that are still so deeply unregulated. We don't have requirements around them. We don't have restrictions around them. We don't have laws to protect people when they're misused or used in ways that are not transparent. That doesn't exist yet. And I think if we want government entities to have access to utilizing these technologies, we have to know exactly how they are using them, exactly how they are regulated, and exactly what they are not allowed to do with them. And that doesn't exist. Anaya Robinson with the American Civil Liberties Union of Colorado says AI analysis of police body camera footage has potential to improve police training and performance. But we need to watch it closely to protect civil liberties. That's all for this edition of How on Earth. This week's show was produced and engineered by me, Shelley Schlender. Additional contributions from Beth Bennett. Our theme music was written and produced by Josh Cutler. Additional music from The Police. Visit our website at howonearthradio.org to find past episodes, extended interviews, and hot links to topics we've discussed today. Questions or comments? Call the KGNU comment line at 303-447-9911. For How on Earth, the KGNU Science Show, I'm Shelley Schlender. <laughs>